Hi everyone, I want to welcome you to your Cub Nation station. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Veronica Johansson, Director of Communications for Brenham ISD. And in an effort to be transparent and share information, I'll be inviting guests and we'll talk about important news and events. We'll discuss challenges, highlight our successes, and most importantly, I'll be sharing real-life stories of the voices that shape our district. Welcome to your Cub Nation station, where every day is a great day to be a Cub. I'm your host, Veronica Johansson, and joining me today is a special guest. Her name is Jillian Wilkie. She is the principal of ECLC, the Early Childhood Learning Center. Welcome, Jillian. Thank you for having me, and welcome, everyone. We're excited that you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, so there is a lot going on on your campus. I was there not too long ago. I heard um, a lot of little kids, the little little cubs, um, they were just having a great time outside, playing out um, in the playground area. So tell me, what is the mission for the ECLC this year? Well, this year, um, the teachers and I got together and we really decided to focus on kindness because when you're a pre-K student, it's not only learning academics, you're also learning how to be a good person. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about random acts of kindness and our mission for the teachers is be kind. K is for kids first. I is for instructionally excellence, engaging and inclusive and developing relationships. So those are the things that teachers and students are working on this year. Oh, what a great idea. And have you noticed um, any kids doing kind things? Have you guys recognized any of them? So actually before I came, I called three parents because when um, the students do something that's a random act of kindness, oh. teachers send them. Let me just, just interrupt. When you arrived here to When I arrived here okay. today. <laughs> so right before I came today, um, I went and called a couple of parents because teachers have passes in their classrooms. Uh-huh. And they can stop at any time, no matter what they're doing. And if they see a student doing something kind for a teacher or for another student, they write a report and they send it to the office and we stop what we're doing and we call the parents and we celebrate them because so often parents only get calls from campuses when it's like a discipline or your child is sick. But we really wanted to change that and allow parents to have opportunities to talk to us about positive encounters. So the students get a phone call they get a prize, they get their picture on the wall, and then that helps them get nominated for Student of the Month that's recognized at the board meeting. That is so cool. And what do parents say when you call them? Well, at first, they're always a little bit nervous, uh-huh. and I always kind of preface them with, like, I'm a parent, too. Don't worry. Your kid is just fine. <laughs> they're not sick. They didn't get hurt. Um, uh-huh. They're doing great. And then I've had parents cry. I've had parents oh, wow. where this is their youngest child, uh-huh. and they've said things like, I've never gotten a positive call from the school before. Oh, wow. So it's just that first step of like building relationships with parents. Wow, that sounds amazing. Now, why is the campus choosing to incorporate a Monster Mash this year? Well, this is our students' first opportunity to be in public schools, right? They're four, and so we focus, like I just said, a lot on building relationships. And relationships is not just between are not just between parents and teachers, they're also between the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so parents sometimes need strategies on how to help best their kids at home, best help their students at home. And so we are gonna do a monster mash, which is really our math and literacy night where we have parents and community members come in and do fall theme, but also 
activities that are based on our standards. For example, if they have a pumpkin and we're gonna weigh the pumpkin, tell how many seeds are in the pumpkin, let the kids really get their hands dirty, and then we're gonna have food and games and dress up like book characters just to, again, build that relationship piece with the community. Okay, and do parents need to bring anything? Because I know you mentioned um, like pumpkins. Uh, do they need to bring anything? Actually, um, we have everything covered. The teachers have been working pretty diligently to I think we have 15 stations total and we will have a meal provided for families when they come and it should be a really, really great event. It's from 4.30 to 6.30 so we won't be keeping the littles out too late but we would really love to see everyone there. And what is the date again? It is Thursday, October 28th. And can students wear a costume? So students can dress as their favorite book character. Book so character. of course we're promoting early literacy mm -hmm. and we want students to dress as their favorite character from a book. So who knows? <laughs> awesome. So on October 13th from 4.30? The 28th. October 28th. Okay. October the 28th. <laughs> you guys uh, write this down. <laughs> October the 28th from 4.30 to 6.30. Yes, ma'am. Parents and the community are invited yes. to come out to ACLC. Yes, bring your um, students and we will be kind of set up all over the school. There will be activities in the library and the cafeteria on the playground and also in the gym. Perfect, okay. And what other student changes have impacted the campus? Well, we are trying to be inclusive as a district. And so this year for the first time since the opening of the ECLC, we have included our PPCD and ECSC students. That means that all of the pre-K kids in the district um, who might be a student with disabilities are not housed at the elementary school anymore. They're on campus with our students, which kind of allows for a greater population and for greater experiences for all of the, of the children in the district who are pre-K aged. Okay, perfect. And how are teachers preparing students for kindergarten differently than they have done in the past? So the great thing about our campus is we're a campus, but we're also just one grade level. Mm -hmm. So all of the teachers are, are teaching on the same, at the same level um, for their students. And so we have teachers who've been teaching 30 years, teachers who've been teaching five years. So what we've done is we've incorporated the professional learning community process. Okay. It's our first year for that. Mm -hmm. And the way that that works is teachers are meeting regularly to talk about best practices for, for learning, not just for teaching, but are our students learning this? What do we do if they don't get it? What do we do if they do get it? How do we take them to the next level? If kids are struggling, we kind of step back, we do intervention. Um, so that's something new. Teachers are collaborative by nature, uh -huh. but you know, having a structure of this is where we're going, this is how we're going to assess. Um, Really looking at data even at pre-K age and in, um, incorporating small groups is something that's new for us. Perfect. And how are you guys uh, getting that data? Is it like weekly? Is it monthly? So really <laughs> at pre-K pre age, remember they're four, some are five. Um, you're assessing all the time because so many of their skills are foundational. Mm -hmm. They've never had to walk in the line. Um, mm -hmm. They don't know how to tie their shoes. Um, just those life skills, but also academic skills of counting and um, recognizing letters and numbers and rhyming patterns. So 
Teachers are assessing all the time. They do do formal assessments beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, and they are doing report cards for the first time this year every six weeks instead of every 12. Mm -hmm. um, but teachers pull kids in small groups and that's when you really can see, hey, you really know this, so I'm gonna take you to the next level, or oh, hey, we need, to, we need to step back. So really they are taking data every day. Okay, great, good to know. And what can parents and families do at home to support the school? I would say the most important thing um, as a parent of a four-year-old and a five-year-old um, <laughs> that you can do is read with your children. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have their favorite book, but as long as it's something they love to read, whether it's a magazine, a book, um, a comic book, as long as students are exposed to print, it's really great for them. I was always told readers are made in the laps of their parents, so if, as long as parents are exposing kids to reading activities at home, that's what we could hope for. Perfect. And you just mentioned you are a parent yourself. Um, how do you get your kids to um, want to um, participate in that? Well, as a former teacher, I can be pretty persuasive. Uh, <laughs> I do a lot of like, this is my very favorite book. And my kids are always like, you say that every time we read a book. Um, but it's just like I said, choosing things that they love to read, okay. uh, making sure that it's something that they enjoy. Um, and it doesn't even have to be something that's on their level. My five-year-old is very, very into nonfiction. So we will read like pamphlets, like on Yellowstone Park or whatever, just because he's interested in that. My daughter's four. She's a little bit different. She wants to read about princesses. So it's just not picking something that they love and then just showing it to them in a way that they think is really, really fun. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Jillian, you gave out great advice, great information. Thank you so much for joining us. And actually, this is the first time you are on the Cub Nation Station podcast, right? It is. It's my very first time. <laughs> I hope well, I didn't talk too fast and that y'all can understand everything that I said. <laughs> you did great. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you on here again. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you. Cub Nation, stay tuned. Next week, we'll hear from Gabby Rinkin. She'll be interviewing Miss Fox from the high school. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you next week. Make sure you follow us on our social media pages. Follow at Brenham ISD on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.